right. Cool, cool, cool. Welcome, welcome, everybody, to another episode of Black Stage with Bradless and Greg. Even though Bradless isn't here right now, we got Kasim Bentley filling in for yeah. Bradless. How you doing, Kasim? I'm doing good. I'm glad that I'm here because Bradless is on vacation, <laughs> Bradless, which means rehab. <laughs> Bradless is in Miami. Uh, he's rehab. doing some shows. Uh, yeah, so I got one of my buddies, a good friend of mine, uh, comedian Kasim Bentley. And I'm very excited to have you here, but I'm more excited to have our special guest here, the fabulous, the hilarious Bay Area representative, Miss Amy Miller. Give it up for Miss Amy oh, Miller. Oh, I like the clap. He said more excited. Oh, more. My no, guess. This has been some real losers on this show. <laughs> oh, stop it. No, it's been nothing but great comedians on the show, but we haven't had anybody up to Amy Miller's status right Come now. Come on now. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan Thank of you. Amy. I'm a big fan uh, of both of uh, you. I just found out about you. I know. I, I, I swear, I'm not really big on that. Uh, <laughs> Amy's crushing it, man. Amy, every time like I go somewhere. Or like I'm out of town or something, I'll see like, oh, I didn't, oh, that's a club. I'd like to do that club. And then I'll research the club. Amy Miller's there next oh, week. That's and I'm like, nice. Yeah, it doesn't feel true. So that feels good to hear. You no, know, it was uh, <laughs> this club in Seattle. Um, I was up there for something. Oh, yeah, at Laughs. Yeah, Laughs. That's a great club. That was like in Kirkland, right? Um, It used to be in Kirkland, and now it's in the U District. Yeah, okay. All they right. moved into town, mm-hmm. which has good, been good. And they saw you at a show, right? And it was like, we got to have you here, right? Yeah, they did. They're really supportive of, like, early headliners, too. Good. And they try to get, like, a good mix of headliners. And so, you know, they're not dragging out the same old fucking Christopher Titus hour <laughs> once a year. They mix it up. Ooh, I'll, I'll name his name. I'll fuck with Andy because she does name names. Headline. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? There's yeah. like a roster of 15 of those dudes that just do yeah. every club once a year. Forever, yeah, too. Like, they bring in all the old fans. It's like a great yeah. group show. You know, It's just like, I'm going out. And then yeah. they have to take their glucosamine pills and they come out and they go, these stairs are so steep. You know what I mean? They get up. Yeah. Like, get it. At least a proof show will be different every time. True. Yeah. I mean, especially, you know, how many more martinis as he had i mean it it gets feisty <laughs> the references you can always tell one show is all references no sentences no jokes no nothing it's like arcane reference I the suit got proofs. tighter it was crazy i love him i love him too you just got back from uh cluster fest recently mm-hmm. right yeah killing it had a good time i had a really good time it was really it was like special to be able to do that in the bay you nice. know it was fun because people came out and i saw people i knew in the crowd and it was like Almost every other comic was pretty much from New York, or they live in New York. Yeah. It was a real New York heavy show. It was, now that you say On that, that yeah. like, whatever they call it, Up Next. It used to be called Comics to Watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that, that was really fun. It was, like, fun to crush in that room, and then... People are like, who is this? I'm like, I've been around. I've been around. <laughs> Tell but, them, Amy. You know, you just pretend like, oh, nice to meet you. <laughs> How does it feel to be in that system now? Because is that considered being, I mean, because it's on the website, but they do show it on, on the channel. Um, I don't know if they do. Because last that year I've they heard did. Of. No, they but show I mean, it on the channel. They, they show might. it on Comedy Central. I'm it's on I... their YouTube page. Uh, matter of fact, uh, Joy, you mind playing that clip? We got a beautiful clip uh, of Amy Miller's comedy right here, you guys. Super funny. Her crushing it at Clusterfest. It's hard to get out of the house when you have a little one, you know? Does anybody have little ones at home? Okay, cool. I'm not a mom. I just have a really young boyfriend and a mom's haircut. You know what I mean? I like your haircut. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. He's cute, though. I love my little man. <laughs> feel bad for him sometimes, you know? Because, like... I think a lot of young dudes want to have, like, a trophy girlfriend, you know? That's not something that I can provide. As a lady, at best, I'm a Stanley Cup. Yeah, more impressive to Canadian dudes, all right? Also, most of the people that win it are missing teeth and have anger problems. He's cute, though. I I recently made a really bold decision to eat an ice cream cone in public. Thank you so much. Walked by a homeless dude in L.A., and he was like, you really think you need that ice cream? I know. He was like, you're already fat. And I was like, do you know why, sir? And he was like, why? And I was like, oh, because I've been eating food at my house. my impression of a homeless man. I'm not proud of that, okay? (laughs) But I fucking got him, you know? I crushed 
I am a pretty good person. Um, but spiritually, like religiously, I don't know. I guess I'm agnostic. Is anybody What's else agnostic? It's an old baby. Okay, very enthusiastic for agnostics. <laughs> Me I stole that from Maria Bamford. It's not babies. mine. Yeah, old baby. I don't, but <laughs> oh please don't tell me I said that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Scary stuff. I did for a long time, too. I did so hard every day. I would wake up and be like, what's up, Jesus? Let's go to high school again, I guess. Even though loving you gets me no friends. Uh, <sighs> then I had to I stop. I hate hearing I stuff that you have. And it was like tax for now. It was like getting to adulthood and realizing <laughs> right. you've been taking karate lessons oh, from Steven Seagal. I know. <laughs> oh, do you feel like this bit like is I like much stronger now? This bit was like, brand oh, new shit, when I did this, and now it has a bigger laugh right here. I'm pretty here, sure yeah. you're just a racist with or, a ponytail. Yeah. I changed I it up. Stop believing. Um, I'm white trash. Thank you. Yep, we make those in Oakland. Um, if anyone's offended by that term, I'm just gonna guess that. You don't have an uncle living in Bakersfield in his trailer with a crow. A fucking crow, y'all. What's his name? He's not a wizard. Dink. You know? Dink. Dink. We didn't send wizards yeah, to Vietnam. Yeah, my mom had to drive him out some more beers. It was... We should talk about it. Yeah. It, this, it's a really funny story. I love the way you ended that joke. Uh, we didn't send wizards to Vietnam. It's almost like the crowd got it late, too. And I was oh, just like... Yeah. So, so dark, so deep. Thank you. So funny. You're so country, too. Well, hold on. Okay, all right. I know you're from Oakland, but where are your family from? It's like. So, it's. So, my family is all like Okies, like Dust Bowl migrants that went from Oklahoma and Arkansas to Bakersfield. There it is. And then my mom just like got a job in the Bay. Mm -hmm. Thank God. And because I was close, you know, I mean, that's a four hour difference for a lifetime of change. Um, so she got a job in the Bay. So then she raised us all there. So we grew up in like El Sobrani, Richmond. And then I went to Berkeley and I lived in Oakland for like 15 years. Okay. So, you know, a lot of time I say Oakland because nobody's heard of, of course. El Sobrani or Richmond. Yeah. I know El Sobrani. Um, I know that bar station. But a lot of my family kind of was in the East Bay. Like, my grandma owned a dry cleaners in San Pablo. What? She was, like, the last white lady to own a dry cleaners, I think. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 like, Rodeo and Vallejo. My sisters live there now. So, okay. we're just, yeah, East Bay kind of all over the place. But, um, but I saw that uncle last weekend. Uncle Dank. Because my, my aunt Dang. died, which is not funny. Okay, but, sorry. You know, my mom is like, she's got seven brothers and sisters. She's always the one that like kind of takes care of people. Mm -hmm. At this point, I think my mom is just trying to get in everybody's will. <laughs> no matter what kind of shit they have. I mean, Dink doesn't have, he's got a trailer and some land and this crow. You don't even he call him land, uncle, right? You don't even call him yeah. uncle. You just call him straight Dink, right? Dink, yeah. <laughs> Well, fuck him. I'm not going to call him uncle. He's a creep. Um, so he has land in Bakersfield? Just outside Bakersfield, like literally in an oil field. So nice. the oil is not his. So but. he could be the richest person <laughs> in We don't know. So we don't he's know. Beverly Hillbilly. is like, if you just go drill a line or <laughs> yeah. there will be blood, he's just there. I think I'm he's sure. just living off these like social security and like veterans checks, whatever. Okay. But we were out. I was with at my mom's and he calls. He's hella loud on the speakerphone, you know, like, Mickey, I'm out of I'm out of wieners. You know, he like needs more hot dogs. <laughs> and his car's broken. So So he's like, I could use some beers too. And then she's like, my mom's like, I bought I brought you sixty beers three days ago. And we know you don't know anybody. And then she goes, don't you think that's kind of a lot of beers for three days? And he goes, uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> 20 beers a day. So we had to roll him out some new beers. She's too nice. Because uh, I would not do that shit. Oh, you know, your <laughs> uncle sounds like a good dude. And then she's like, what happened to all those wieners? And he goes, well, I gave half of them to the dog. And then... <laughs> then you got it. Then there's the whole... He's trying to get the dog fed, get the whole bun the ratio. <laughs> then you got to so, drink beers with the dogs when you're watching baseball. And he's smoking weed, so he gets hella hungry. Dehydrated, and then, more beers. It's a whole and then, cycle. Uh, he's so manipulative, though, you know? Like, that, you know, and then he's like, uh, while you're at the store, I 
you think they got anything like uh, roast beef? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, it's a store. So I'm sure they do. Do you want some? You know? And then I asked my mom if he knew what the internet was, and she said, no way. But no. this is how rich people stay rich. <laughs> you know, like, they just fool you. You know what I mean? They just believe up. Yeah, we gotta give him roast beef, you know? That's He's so, so sad. You think they got anything, uh, you know, what they call it out? Uh, roast beef? <laughs> <I'm just laughs> like, shrimp going on there? I heard there's these things going on. They put him in these taco things, you know? What Lobster I mean? ravioli. <laughs> like, so he's never seen the internet. Not anything. Good for him. And it, I think he had to call my mom once because he was trying to do something with his bank and they were asking for his email address and he was just like, I already told you my address, you know? <laughs> <laughs> But that's good for me. He doesn't know how to use it because, I mean, I talked about him on Last Comic Standings. So it's like, I don't want him to see that shit. He's not worrying about that. He He's not care. sitting there on Reddit. How old does he think? Probably 75, 76. Uh, that's the reason why Dink is going to last so long. Oh, he's going to be here for 100. Many of your relatives who are on the internet having <laughs> high fatty meals and all that stuff, dead at 63. Dink is going to be 103, Easy. eating two, third, two, eight wieners a day. Four to six wieners a day. The beer keeps on going. And he's Top just got money. Yeah. He's got oil. Oil yeah. money. Dink is going to outlive all of us. That's it's going to be crazy cockroaches thing. and Dink. My family, like, they, my, my aunt that just died, she was, like, the second oldest of that, mm -hmm. of those siblings. She was old as hell, and she had cancer. Uh, you know, she got cancer, like, recently, but mm -hmm. not everybody lives forever, forever. So old. just smoking, drinking, baking in the sun, yep. doing drugs. Mm -hmm. I mean, because... Dink used to do like hard drugs. Oh, he was doing know? heroin and shit. Okay, so yeah, we're well, we gonna talk about Dink this whole time. Yeah, no, no, no. Can we call Dink? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like, hey, what you guys want? Because he used to drive. After he got out of the army, he like was a conductor for Amtrak. Oh, yeah, he was like a conductor for the symphony. Or no. something. Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Wow, he's had a hell of a life. He's like the Forrest Gump. Of, like, he did thing. used to play guitar with Willie Nelson. What? And there's a whole other story about that. But because he oh. was like a musician for a while. And, you know, in that Dust Bowl, my, like Bakersfield country, like a lot of people played at the Honky Tonks or whatever. Okay. But he, he drove for Amtrak, but he killed a lady. <laughs> Because oh, he was fucked up. He's like Brandy. <laughs> he was drunk. Of killing people driving. <laughs> like Brandy. Drunk and high on coke, driving this Amtrak. Wow. And then he wait a minute. In his defense, if you get hit by a moving train, yet your fault. <laughs> well, I mean, right? I mean, he didn't the go train to jail. is coming. Yeah. Oh, slow down a little bit. What if he know? forgot to put well, down so the wait, gate? How much? Though? I mean, he might have forgot to put down the gate. You know. Oh, okay, good. Perry Mason over here. Right. <laughs> I just repeated what Amy said. Oh. Just like it's, a man, you only listen to me. But it's a uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it's me too. This he didn't go to jail or anything. I think he even got like a pension from the railroad. I don't know. His his whole life story is fascinating. It's a very but. like poor man's Forrest Gump. He represented himself in court, probably. Yeah. Matt locked his way out. Did I say it, there are people and he wore a white suit. And, How about that? You know, and I said people and then you know putting a man away is putting Your justice honor. away. You know? <laughs> It gets off on a technicality. He is. You're so right. He's a real foghorn leghorn of a man. Like, that is real. Dinkhorn leghorn. You sound, sound like you got some awesome stories. Oh, yeah. my God. I love how country you are, though. You are... Not only you got that voice, but you do have a country hospitality about you. Oh, thank you. I think it's, you. Called, I think it's, I think it's called being nice. Yeah. Being well, very it's not, nice. Thank it's you. not a lot of nice people in California. I mean, yeah, California, I said it. It's not a lot of nice people. It's, it's fake true. nice. It's a lot I of thought, fake I niceness out here. But Amy's sincere. Thank you. You can see it coming a mile away. I think, aside from, the crazy thing, aside from Dink and, and my other uncle, there's like no men in my family. So I was just, it's just all uh. women. I mean, all my aunts are single or widowed or their husbands went to jail and they just, they like live with each other. Oh, like really? my mom's like only. Like sisters. Yeah, it shit. is. It's some creepy shit. They always move together. Like my mom's only friends are her sisters, really. Uh, well, none of the other sisters fuck with Dink anymore. They're everybody's They're done. done. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> your mom's the only one, right? Yeah, but <laughs> would I think, you say you know, that the women in your family are codependent on each other? Oh my god, a hundred percent. Yeah, Ooh. if they ever have a man, they for sure are codependent. I mean, yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, my sisters both are like, well, we marry people we take care of, you know. Mm. So I've always mm. tried to avoid that. 
But I do like caretaking. And I think just growing up around all those women, you kind of become like, you know, you want something to eat, you know, like you just become that lady. But do you like being cared for? Um, I do. It doesn't end up happening a lot because, you know, when Steve Hernandez, mm-hmm. our, our good friend. Of course. I don't um, really know. <laughs> back when I was still single, I think you gave me some advice like this too at some point, Kasim. Back when I was still single, um, he was like, you know, you got to seem like you can be taken care of at all. Because if you seem like you don't need anybody, then nobody's going to come along and swoop you up. I don't think up. that's true. I don't think that's true. Well, but I mean, I hear what he's saying. But I don't think that's true. I mean, I think, aren't that. I think men want to be needed a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah do. we do. I mean, yeah, we do. But we also, I like a woman that, that can, like, take care, run her shit. And I just come in and, you know, sweet talk. and you know, Yeah, but you're like thing. an exceptional man. You're but not you like all these other fools out here. All right, I'll take, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> you heard her. You heard her, folks. I mean, Greg, you, I like a woman that's, you know, can handle her business. And I don't want a woman to... To like down herself or like to like kind of level herself down just so some loser ass dude could feel yeah. good about himself to go in. Amy's a boss. Amy's handling her business. Thank we all you. gonna be trying to work for yeah. Amy. Well, in like we, five we've always years. known that about Amy. I remember the first time I saw her was at the brainwash and it was with Becky Wolf. <laughs> and I had heard about you. And I was walking in there, just like, you know, like, well, who's this person in cowboy boots running? And, you're, and then <laughs> Becky was just running around, just being Becky, just, ah, da, 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 you know, yeah. and, and you got up, it was really funny, but there was something very professional about it. Not like, not like comedy college professionally, you mm. know, so these those losers get up <laughs> and you're just like, I'm a marketer, you know, <laughs> yada, yada. And then, but you just seemed to be, Noah, you knew who you were on stage. You had a presence, and I knew you were because Tony was losing his shit. Aww. He tried to put his cheeseburger down. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's like, "Hey, me, man!" And I was like, "Oh shit!" And I watched. It, I was like, "Yeah, this is gonna be great." You know what I mean? And then yeah. you can start running your own shows. That's what you know in the Bay Area when people really started taking it seriously. Like the 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 level of professionalism and effectiveness of their shows. You know what I mean? Because you would do a shows in the East Bay. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I always thought that was to me like you got it because when you do shows in the city. It's like, you know, you're competing with all these different people. Yeah. You know? true, true. yeah, we could pay people and stuff and like actually get a crowd out and they were really fun. But I don't I appreciate that. That was all very sweet. Um, Sometimes I like get in my head and worry that a lot of that has worked against me. It's kind of like the relationship thing where I feel like, you know, if people look at like a new face situation or taking someone on the road, like. I think I have this persona that I don't need any help. But mm. all comics need help, of you course. know? I want to open for you. I'll open yeah. for anybody. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, it's almost backfired in a way. I don't know. Like, That's if you're like a little floundering, like, oh, I just want to tell jokes, but I don't know what to do, then people are like, come on, I'll take you on. You know, but if you, if you project being a boss at all, then people are like, she's fine. Mm. I don't need to, you know, if a conversation comes up with industry where they're like, can you recommend anybody? Maybe someone will think of me, but then be like, but she's all right. Yeah. She doesn't need a recommendation. I, I, but I do. I, I, I do think people feel that, I think it's happening organically, but they maybe they don't know all, like they don't really know how all the sausage is made. Because, I mean, let's just keep it super real. It's like, you know, you get yourself booked, but then you know that you, your partner, Disney, is, Disney help, Disney, isn't he a booking agent? No, he works for a management company, but he's an assistant. He doesn't. He used to run a club, but I didn't. I haven't gotten anything through him. Okay. I mean, <laughs> in fact, like when we were still in Portland and he was running the club, yeah. part of the reason we were underground for so long dating was because I didn't want to deal with that shit. Of yeah. Where I worked so hard in that town to sort of like get to the top of the heap. And I didn't want people to be like, oh, that's why she got booked. And it's like, no, we were friends for three years before we ever dated. But I mean, anyone that's listened to your stand up or watch clips or anything can feel that, okay, this is somebody that was born to do stand up. And then organically, and I think naturally, people were going to book you because you have an interesting voice. Thank you. but But it's, but also people don't understand that some people who want to do this are very aggressive about emailing, staying on top of mm-hmm. building their schedule and, but follow through. This yeah. will be, you know how it is. Like people True. really want, like in the city we're in, people will sit and compare themselves, you know, against other comics or the demands of the industry. But then no one wants to say, well, yeah, I guess that would be going better for you if you weren't as trash. Yeah. 
as you are, yeah. or you get or you get booked on the east side because east side has different demands in the say the whole industry. You know what I mean? And it's like, or your hometown or whatever. It's like, but you're very, you're great. You know what I mean? Thank and you. It's like, and I think that if anyone is mad, they're mad at themselves because they don't find that they have that element, they're that missing key element. Because you have a vo- you have a really great voice, and the jokes match up, and you have. Your background. You just talked about Dink and this horrible upbringing that you had. <laughs> it all equals success. Like, you could be the next Roseanne minus the the, the, the comments that I agree with. But, <laughs> I, 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 but the rest of the world, you know. The jokes are killer. I mean, Amy's Thank always you. had great jokes. And Amy stands up. She doesn't, like, uh, she don't take no shit. Uh, she handles it the yeah. right way. Oof. Like, you went through a lot of... That doesn't always help me either. Well, oh, <laughs> I think I always look at the stuff, at least the, especially the stuff that you went through <clears throat> and stuff that you're going to look back on and it's just going to be like, well, look at this shit, ladies. Or look at this shit, comedians or people that are talking shit, people of color. Just like anybody that talks shit about, like, I'm not getting a break and look at the stuff we got to go through. You're going to have this this almost like resume of things that you went through and you're going to say, hey, I still did it. Thank you. Know? you. Yeah. Yes, was- and the first thing I will do is look back and tell people of color specifically <laughs> what they should do differently. <laughs> what when I get I successful. I love it. I'm saving it up. <laughs> a real person of color. The white woman in Oakland. But with also, white trash roots. Also, <laughs> though, like, oh, you were talking about how, like, the industry, in a way, like, they'll look at you as being a boss and they won't, like, help you out. But, you know, comedy, especially right now, has kind of makes you like that. You got to just do for you until yeah, those breaks come. Ideally. Because if you don't, you're just going to be out there. And when, yeah, know. but you know how many people we know that are just fucking helpless, yeah. you know, oh, can totally. barely answer an email. Like, yeah. they, I mean, I think about it specifically in with regards to, like, how no representation has ever approached me yeah. ever. Yeah. And I'm like, even I mean, you can make money big off festivals? me. None. You get no like nothing. Um, people might come up and say hi face to face, but no follow up. No nothing. And it's, it's it's like you could be making money off oh, of me, crazy money off of you. And um, you know, I mean, like for writing job. And now I have a few things kind of like in process of maybe happen. I mean, you know, it's LA, so anything could fall yeah. through. But I'm just like, even based on what I've already done, you could have made a good chunk of money, but. No, I mean, I don't know. Maybe people think she's already got somebody. But you That's know what's like, funny? Is that when you talk too. to certain, I guess sometimes I'll talk to a few comics managers. This has happened for the short amount of time I've been here. It's like, it's happened four times where I've gotten the same message where they feel as though people, comics who have been working in comedy for like eight, ten years or less, you know, have figured out what it will take to get to the next level where it's like, You'd have to advise somebody to say, like, hey, write a spec script or write your own project or make your act more clear about mm-hmm. what your identity is. But it seems like now people, it's all trickling down and people now have it. And because of social media, it's really helped that it's really helped people uh kind of carve out their own niche and all and, de- and determine their destiny. It's like when you see Jabuki, mm-hmm. like it's like that kid, you almost could feel like when he explained how his career went, he got it. At 21. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of Jabuki kids around here who've just now seen because now it's like these websites will just have all these long ass interviews and podcasting is yeah. giving people the blueprint. And I just think that's what these managers say. Well, yeah, I can't even represent as many people because so many people are getting closer. So it's yeah. like, you know, yeah, it's, know. some, uh, some. I, well, say less. I think it's kind of BS. Um, it, but there is so much information right now. And I think that's great. But it's, it, I wouldn't like change the path. It's like when you talk about the brainwash, like I couldn't have done that any differently. Mm-hmm. And I was just in New York and saw like, you know, seven or eight people like showcase for a late night booker. And like some of these kids are like one, two, three years into comedy and they're just like, this is my setup and here is my punchline. Yeah. And you know, they do six of those jokes for four or five minutes. And I'm like, I couldn't have done it like that. And it's not what gets me up in the morning about comedy. You know, yeah. it was always like, tell my story, mm-hmm. get shit off my chest. And, but that's the goal. You know, people get in six months in and they're like, I want to get a late night set. Yep. So I'm going to develop this way of talking and then oh, yeah. applause break. It's and so it's like, corny though. but it's all, but the thing that's crazy about it is like, you can't, some of those kids, you can say, well, the quality of the work is not that great, but you can't, but some people who are better, you can say like, <laughs> That um, that 
when you look at late night sets, a lot of it is what they've aspired to do right now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because let's say, when you, let's say you see Jessica Pilot, where she books people. She'll book an East Coast person and every and then on a late, let's say for Colbert. That's a very specific style. Because mm-hmm. you don't see a lot of storytellers. Say that word again. Specific. Specific. Pacific. Uh, brother, I say Pacific. This is a black podcast, right? Black stage. Pacific, pacifically. Right. Together, right? You don't have to change because I'm the day, here, okay? I'm, oh, then we can I get really talk black. I understand what you're saying. At the end of the day, you know what I mean? I mean, look, man, you can be, you can make a Picasso mm-hmm. by doing those fucking... Uh, Paint by numbers. Paint by number things, mm-hmm. and it's still going to look like a Picasso, but it's not a Picasso. You know what I mean? Just, know, I'm not saying that the people are right, but I see that sometimes that you, the people can make this set, right? And you don't know how the rest of their career is going to go. Because sometimes you've seen people's sets early in their career, and it was like trash. Look at the dude and from JFL. Re- look at the dude that just, look, these these bookers don't know shit. The guy that closed it? The guy that, the the dude from. The YouTube star? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 You mean yeah, the yeah. one that got in controversy last week? Yeah. Week? yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I totally love this set. It's really, I think it really <laughs> resonated with the black community. Well, he's not a, yeah, he's not, not a, a comic. But yeah. that's that's a whole other thing is like yeah, the he's YouTube star. a motivational star. speaker. I mean, like, but you also have these kids who have that specific goal to get their five down. And now yeah. you see them at open mics do the same set for three years, you yep, know? Yeah. And I'm not going to name any names. No, There's no, some no. comics from the Bay that have done well with their... Same 10 minutes they've been doing for four or five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Just whatever. prepping, hopefully, to finally get late night yeah. and just dead it. You know? Yeah. But then it's, yeah. And you're like, Problem it's, is, then you have people booking you to headline a club or do an hour, and then you're like, what you got? Shit. It's like that Dion Cole story, that classic story where he did <laughs> Def Jam. He only had 15 minutes, and now you got to start going on the road doing 30 mm-hmm. on a headline, and you want to get that couple of G's, and then you're out there getting booed in Detroit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's it's, my only, I mean, anytime I like feel bad about where I am or, you know, stuff I'm not getting, I'm like, a- anything that comes along that is stand up related, I will be ready for, yep. you know? So if someone throws me into five minutes, 10, 30, an hour, I can do it. And yep. that is a good feeling. Oh, and that was yeah. always what my goal was, you know? It's just crazy how you lose perspective because your first year, you're like, I just want to be standing in front of people without shitting my pants yeah. and now I'm like why didn't I get new faces it's like <laughs> shut up yeah, you know true. like you're a stand up comic like what a gift you know true that's indeed. really exciting oh I'm gonna get I'm gonna put that on the loop <laughs> you're a stand up comic what a gift it is a gift and you get and you guys get booked in LA you know I mean even just thinking about that I'm like I can't complain cause I could do four six seven sets a week in this town true so many people we know aren't getting that. Yeah, and people including who are great. some new faces. But you also, know. Yeah. Also, I've been talking to a lot of people. People aren't. People aren't emailing people. I was talking I to a funny comic that's done JFL, uh, that's been all over Comedy Central, and he was like, uh, "I had two shows the other day, man, and you know, I rarely have that happen in one day." And I was like, "You having a hard time being booked?" He was like, "Yeah," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "Are you emailing yeah. people?" No. No, I don't email people. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I you know. gotta you gotta email people. You gotta try. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I know. people I send, are lazy. Well, and people also just kinda like assume that people won't get back, but I don't know. It just takes persistence. You gotta carve mm. out time every day. Yeah. Like I mean, I said the same thing to Sal Kalani, you know. I'm like, I I don't see you out. Yeah, you don't yeah. even come to a show. Yeah, and like, yeah. I think you're so funny. Yeah, he's hilarious. You show your face, then people will remember. A lot, so much of booking is just like, who did Being I there. see you this yeah. week, you yeah. know? I do find that with Bay Area people, because we're so close, that you can just go. Cause I was just in there a few days ago. I was there for a few days. I just Where? got back this morning, and I was seeing that I was like, in the back. I was like, Jesus Christ, man. It was so easy just to get spots the day yeah. of, the day before. And you know, I was like, this is like one car ride now. And I did think about how many people would become dependent on 415 and 510. But when you're down here, you do have to do the thing where you have to take two months in advance or send yeah. two emails, three emails, go, but then also I, hang out. The Bay Area, yes. I think uh, we, were, we were definitely spoiled in the oh, Bay. Yeah. I think uh, seeing comics start in L.A., they're, they are, I won't say they're funnier or their writing is as good as our writing in the Bay. Yeah. Uh, but, they hustle harder. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they, they are hungrier. Sometimes well, no. the more trash they are, 
Man, dude, they write some eloquent emails, man. You would think a CEO is like, yo, I'm co It's like they're, they're like LinkedIn. I sponsored this person oh, so, to do the lab. And you're like, Jesus. And they email often. No doubt. Well, that's why I like co-hosting with Lydia Popovich because she doesn't do any favors for anybody. <laughs> oh, so when you guys do like, two doors down, there's no there's no favor for a set for a set kind of shit? If the person's funny and we also like them, sometimes I want to do it, though, and she'll be like, no. Oh, and I'm like, well, can you respond? Because, you know, I feel bad. She doesn't feel anything. No, you, guys <laughs> <get good lineups. laughs> you guys get those lineups where it's like, oh, damn, like, these are some heavy hitters on there. Thank you. Know? you. The drop-ins? Yeah, the drop-ins are crazy. We had Eric Andre this month That's who was, like, that. telling jokes for Rocking real. shorts, too. Yeah, so cute. <laughs> um, but, you know, sometimes... That, I I do bounce it out with a couple like favor sets, especially if people are in from out of town. Yeah. And then those people always bomb. Yeah. And then Lydia's like, see? And I'm like, I know. <laughs> do you, how do you feel about overbooking on shows? Because I do with the drop ins, the club is the club. Yeah. But sometimes when you look at when it's just like when it gets to be like more than six people, you're like, oh, this is going to be a long ass night. Oh, no. Right. I mean, I've definitely had a problem with that. Partially because of those sets where I'm like, I need to say yes to this person. So mm -hmm. then to bounce it out, I don't know. But I mean, like this month we had basically like four headliners, you know, like it was crazy. Um, but the show was long. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. I can't do this again. I like you guys' show. Thank I like you. Our, I like our energy together. Just a lot of Dolly Parton. <laughs> a lot of sweetheart, a lot of warm hugs. Thank you. you know I mean? Do you guys record each show? Was the was the point? Because like, no. I always thought the point of it, because I've never been, but I always thought maybe it was I like know. a podcast. God damn, Kasane. Huh? Yeah, maybe if you came like, to hang out, we would book you. Yeah, I I don't book him now. Don't book him. <laughs> well, I mean, as a, as a woman hater, I don't really, it's <laughs> a problem for me to be in there, you know, I guess. I kind of favor the opposite. That would be a good show to turn into a podcast. I mean, I know you already have oh, like yeah. two. Don't you have two podcasts? I have one. Okay, just the yeah. guy one. The yeah. one that you had before then where you talked about your dead parent. Oh, yeah. The best. I Thanks. turned Chelsea Quinn onto that one. <laughs> and she was just like, oh, my God. But it was it was really good. I always thought that was going to be the basis or maybe a book, or maybe that would be oh, the yeah. show. You know I got I mean? approached about a book based on that podcast, and I just didn't, but they wanted, and I was like, oh, it'd be cool to compile different people's stories about their daddy issues or their dead dads, but they were like, no, we just want one whole book about your dad, and I'm like, I don't know if I have this, the would, words to fill it. I'm I'm trying, I'm telling you, just partner up with their, another writer and just, because it was really compelling because I had, I didn't think about how powerful it was until I started thinking about my father's passing and like kind of putting it together. And, but to hear your take, because you have a good voice. Thanks. It carries it. So, like, I was your voice, Amy. It's a great voice. It's like, I would get so the audio book. I came here today. I love I'm, you guys. Yeah, it's a great voice. I mean, like, I'm, I'm against two things. It's weird because I'm against women and reading. <laughs> <laughs> but Amy together, I do. I definitely get on Audible and see it. Kasim also has his ankles out. <laughs> I love it. I'm pro ankles. Nothing is lotion right now. First of all, people listening, that crackle, that crackle is the, is the actual cup, not my ashy ankles. My Nigerian ankles. My beta ankles. They're great ankles. I got approached. I'm an ankle model. What do you guys know? Um, yeah, I had to stop doing that. Well, I didn't have to, but it got like very dark. It was like a really sad subject matter to talk to someone about every single week, True. and people always cried and shit. But like, it was fun. I mean, it you know, it lived its life. I if you ever brought it back, I think it would be. What well, I think it would, if just repackaged and re-energized, like. I feel like that's the it's a subject people want to get around because sometimes yeah. you can listen to so many like, hey, we're interviewing this comedian or we're talking about some pop culture, you know, something in the zeitgeist of pop culture. But if you talk about something that's extremely personal, it's mm -hmm. like it's like when that's you listen to my favorite religion murder. thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're yeah. like, oh, that's really interesting. I can get really like involved. Amy, can you tell us the name of that podcast so our listeners can go check out that podcast? Oh, who's your God? No, no. The one about your dad. It's called Sorry About Your Dad, but I actually took it out oh, off took it iTunes. Off? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is it on Lipson? I needed that lips in storage, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, can you tell I had to the, uncheck a few boxes to make it work. But uh, who's your guy? Yes, yeah, so it's a similar thing where I was like, if I'm gonna have a podcast, I don't want to talk. You know, I want to talk about real shit with comics that they don't get to talk about a lot. So we, so um, I work with Steve Fernandez, used to be a pastor, and. John Michael Bond, whose dad is a pastor and he grew up in the church in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And uh, I grew up in the church in the East Bay. And yeah, we just interview comics about their faith, their beliefs. Greg, you did it. I've done it. Yeah. Kasim, yeah. we're going to have you on. 
Right. Yeah, I've been, uh, I was booked and I got unbooked. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I, I blame racism. And, yeah, you're going to do it soon. Also, I'm against women. And, Actually, and I, I might hit you up about next week. Because we really want to have you on. Yeah, because yeah. you, guys, you guys are pro with it. I was going to get an Uber there and stuff. This was some real F- WTF shit. Man. Yeah, we'll get you a car. Of course we will. I mean, oh, we didn't nice. get Greg a car. But... No, they didn't do that for me. <laughs> it's all good. You have I, a car, though, don't you? I love these guys. I do have a car. Okay, see, that's why. Yeah. I'm down. I'm down. I, I, love, I love it. The one emotion was really good. I like. Thank you. Yeah. Well, he's just like so hyper intelligent about everything. I mean, he th- he thinks everything to death. So anything that he's thought about, he's spent a lot of time thinking about. You so- know, it's a good podcast when you start getting larger comics very quick. Without Thank a you. Booker. You know what I mean? That's a very big prop for you guys. It was like you guys because I feel like I feel like it's so good. I would definitely go see a live one. Oh, thanks. That's good to know. Yeah, we think about that a lot. Maybe incorporating some church shit, like maybe getting a choir and whatever. Ooh, I can Just sing giving some it that songs. feel. Can Have I a sing, potluck after. Can I, sing I some mean, church songs for y'all? yes, please. Oh, I mean, how great would that be? <laughs> great. Okay, amazing. Yeah, you sang when a junkie gets clean, you know? <laughs> I just love how much you're smiling singing Amazing Grace, which is like I one of the saddest songs. Oh, rich. Rich. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great, it's a good one. Oh, great. Thank love, you. Love church songs, yeah, too. we had Wanda Sykes on, which is crazy. Guy Branham. I think people are just excited to be, you know, give some thought to something that Comics also don't talk about this shit a lot, even when we're just hanging out. You yeah. know, a lot of the time we're just work, industry, whatever, complaining, talking about movies. I mean, we don't like hang at the bar and go like, Kasim, you know, how do you feel about God today? I mean, we should. Yeah. Sure. Now it comes up a lot more, which I love because even when I'm on the road, fans will be like, can I ask you something? And I'm like, yes. And it's great because you cut through chit chat. Because they're just like, I still love Jesus, but my wife doesn't or whatever. And I, and then we just get right to like interesting conversation. Yeah. That's real shit. And that's been a really interesting change. But there's so many. I mean, there's such a range, like a lot of comics out here just doing crystals and fucking meditating. And that's great. You know, we're open to and we have a lot of <sighs> hardcore Christians that listen who are either like on the fence or they just... They're still hardcore, but they don't like, um, you know, disagree with other people's faiths or whatever. So we always get like nice emails and shit from people who are like. What has been the email that's been the one of the best and one of the most, I, th- I think the one that's been the most uh, damning, you know, the one that you guys like, whoa, this is, this is like you changed a life. That hate email. Interesting. We haven't gotten any hate email yet. Um, I really don't. I mean, it doesn't seem like someone would listen to a whole episode if they hated it that much. You know. Yeah. I think we got like one one star rating, okay. but with no reviews. So do you some also get people just who like, believe in God, or do you get a lot of atheists? We get a lot of both, and kind of a range of religions. But there's definitely, tr- especially pastors mm-hmm. and um, like seminary students mm-hmm. who spend a lot of time thinking about religion intellectually will listen and then email us and be like, this has been, you know, you've provided a lot of perspectives that I don't get in my town. Nice. Yeah. That would be church. an interesting one to do a live one at a seminary school. Yes. You know, and have like, cause, they, cause I went to two churches out here. I won't name them, but they, I feel like LA churches, first of all, they look amazing. Hold up. What, what churches are you going to? Wait. Hillsong. Wait, what? You go to the Justin Bieber church. Wait. A- <laughs> <laughs> Did you go to Hillsong? Uh, yes. Oh, shit. It was oh, sexy, man. Damn. I was at like the club. I was like I was at One Oak, man. I can't this was believe wild, you've gone Hollywood like that. I, you know what? Because I, you know, I mean, because I, I said, so once I'm here, I said, well, I'll check it. I never went to the science, and I also went to the Scientology. And I want because I I because I, I, I put a client I used to a case manage. We I was work, I used to work for Salvation Army. And so this one client wasn't vibing with the whole program. So we're like, how are we going to get him clean? How are we going to get him back in school? And I took him down and I was just giving him options. And he was like, I said, like, what about the church of Scientology? And he's like, I heard of that. What is it? And we did the whole thing. And he went, dude, he got his degree. Yeah. He got off drugs. Whatever so works. He, he, but he's so blank. Yeah, he's a slave. <laughs> he's a slave. Yo, he's man. like an uncooked piece of bread, man. He's <laughs> just running around like, uh. But he had, they, because they pay you, they let you live there. Yeah. But I went and I get it. I get why Will Smith is famous. 
Yeah. I get why these guys, when they go clear and get involved, you get in that fuck, you get in that, that whole world uh, and you see those executives and everything. I'm good, and you don't have to worry about Jesus no more. Even ties and all that. Dude, you ain't got to worry about nothing no more. Your family, uh, your friends. Yeah. You cut you're off a black everything. person and you say, oh, I'm going to I'm I'm see a black Scientologist. I'm like, dog. <laughs> Nobody's open about it. Yeah. I right? mean, I feel like every black Scientologist is underground. Uh, oh, yeah. I see him walking around in those outfits. But the eyes, always Wait, look at the eyes. What kind of outfit you feel? You know, like, like on um, like the wearing Vermont, all black when they're like walking around in Vermont and they're like handing out the Scientology papers. Oh yeah, yeah. they have like the white shirt, black pants. Oh like yeah, when they look like jacket. they're part of a like a like a waiter crew. Mm-hmm. Hang out, hang like out like around that area, like Los Feliz, Vermont area, like around seven ten. Mm-hmm. You see them all coming. Yeah, it's the weirdest. Oh shit yeah, ever. what was like that? Like right by the Purple Onion too. Doc's lab. Oh, On that corner, right. there's yeah. a Scientology church. Yeah, there yeah. is. And when you look inside, it just looks so eyes wide shut, man. <laughs> and when you when you look lock eyes with a, a person of color in there, you're like, I know. It's scary. But it's Hillsong, crazy. that's like attractive people, right? Yo. Crate up. They, the they also have surgery. hot pastors. That's the thing about Tattoos LA. LA and pastors. Full sleeves. Yeah. They work out five days a week. They got abs. You know, they have a cross right in the middle. They rock I mean, hard chest. Where is this stop. church at? Where is this church? You, we'll go. Oh, I'm good. <laughs> Come on, man. You got go the to, muscles. I don't go to church. You can you wear a tank top. Tanks out? I don't go to church. <laughs> There'll be like eight tank top guys right there. It's like Fran. I'm it's good. Like, ugh, if like, you guys go to Hillsong together and you're in a tank top and you're in a suit, for yeah. sure that's a couple. <laughs> Yeah, really. Like, I like where this church is going. A very progressive black male church. Yeah, it's like, yeah, we've been together and they're great. Like, I ain't together with this fool. Amazing. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm like, oh, ankles yeah. out. Like, he's in there, like, on a suit. Like a Nigerian. So, right. so what's, um, what's on a new perspective for you, Amy? What are you doing? What's going on with you right now? I know you got your podcast. I know you just released the album, mm-hmm. Cluster Fest. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've done last comic stand-up. That's all on the resume. But what what are you working towards right now? I mean, what's on the vision board? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working on just doing a lot of stand-up and like getting these sets recorded for. I mean, I really want to do a late night set like in the next year. Yeah. That would be great. So I'm talking to a few of those people. But you know how it is. It's always like someone's responding and then they just go cold and yeah. you're like, what did I do? Did yeah. you read my Twitter? Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> you know, very annoying online. Um, do you worry look about at that? It. Do you worry about that sometimes? I do. I do and I don't. Yeah. yeah. I do if I feel like it has prevented me from getting anything that I want to do, but but then I'm also like, I didn't go into comedy to not be myself. That's like what I saved my life. Yeah. So I don't, I mean, I think I could be a little bit less antagonistic online. Do you feel sure. that? Because there's a <laughs> sure. thing that here's the thing I feel like has happened in Twitter where there are, there's there's a couple of different camps of comedians you see where you have the person that is giving our commentary on the industry, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Sometimes I feel those are easy jokes. Sometimes, but unless it's very specific or it's well written, you know, or something you haven't thought about, it's just like when people complain about online dating. You or gotta watch. Yeah. I mean, as a comedian, I think you do have to watch going too far on that. Right? Yeah, did I remember I tell you about that? Okay, there was yeah, this one person Comedy Central where it was like just really talked about like you don't think like she was talking like big like you don't think that we don't see. These things, like I'm a part of this industry, yeah. you know, and and, yeah, and you just have to see that she was like letting me know that like you don't have to say a name, but it's it, it affects us, and yeah. it makes and so we'll and she said there's a list of people that will not get as much as they want to because they're talking sh- greasy about yeah. it, and but then it comes out, but then there's some people sure, who I'm just talk it. jokes, yeah. you know, and those people for it's really wild to think about. It's not a race, but people who write really good jokes. And who are very quiet about stuff are getting like those, like, hey, I saw your this and yes. that. Because they need those people in the system, the cog in the system. They yeah. need that person in the writer's room. They're not going to start any shit. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. 100%. You know, but. Be grateful for everything. I mean, yeah. I'm also grateful for everything. But, yeah, they know that with you. But I also realize that because I see a lot of my, like, dude colleagues mm-hmm. and how fucking difficult they are online and it doesn't affect them as it. much and that bothers me too because anytime someone's been like oh you're a little bit difficult I'm like what about this dude who yeah. gets like everything you Talk know about it. it's like yeah it's I'm here but Kurt Metzger you know what yeah. I mean yeah. You're- or Ari it's like yeah. come on man yeah. and I'm not and I don't go after I don't punch down mm-hmm. either you mm-hmm. know I'm not going out 
And I try not to talk too much shit about the industry, but it is like a hilarious job to do. Oh, yeah. yeah. And a lot of them don't know what they're doing. I think, well, and I think like Megan Keister is really good about like. Shitting on the industry. She just doesn't give a fuck yeah, anymore. Yeah, she really doesn't. And I, I see glimpses of that in myself sometimes where I'm like, is, I've had to sit down and be like, is this a form of self-sabotage? You know, like. Am I really afraid of getting what I want? And that's why I do dumb shit like this. Because when I was in Atlanta and I fucking got drunk and I didn't yell at Jeff Singer, but I said some stuff (laughs) and it was fun. Actually, he took it really well. He was laughing. He was like, you know, I don't I I can tell you're a good comic because you got moxie or whatever. And I was like, yeah, you should book me, but you won't because you don't want to fuck me. You know, just cool stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) And he thought it was fine. And then like other people were uptight about it. But I was like, you you weren't in the conversation, you know, and it was funny and it's fine. A lot of what I said was real. Part of the issue was that I was talking to him and he was like, I have no idea who you are and I've never heard your name. And I was like, that's you're you must be pretty detached from comedy on the whole. And he said, yes, I am. I book new faces. I don't even really know what goes on the rest of the festival. And, you know, I, I see who I see. I'm like, I've submitted for your festival probably five years in a row. And you're telling me you've never seen my face. So yeah. are you watching those tapes? And he's no. like, I watch those tapes. No, and I'm like, no, you don't. No, you don't. You just said you don't. Yeah. Look, man, new faces. I wish they should stop calling it new faces. I wish they would call it. People that you don't know, but they're huge already. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking, yeah, Emmy-nominated comedians out here. Like, yeah. yeah. It's a shame what New Faces, because I had posted, but I took it down because no one liked it. Uh, (laughs) That that New Faces, every year, it's the same thing. They post the names, and there's people that we all agree that this person is a great talent, and there's somebody you've never heard of, and Mm -hmm. there's somebody that might be big on Twitter or something or a, a, somebody who's just like, what? And then, but they, but my thing is like, why is it, and I don't want to get too deep, but it's like, why is it just 20 people? Like, yeah. why is it New Faces its own other thing? Because, you know, some, some festivals I've seen have offshoots, you know what I mean? Like the fact that Sketchfest can actually do other events and other things like mm-hmm. New Faces is so important. It's probably one of the most important things about the festival. Like yeah. why not have that another part of year and just make that not even a week, just like you, a couple of days. And then yeah. like just because there's, because you got to keep people grabbing. Yeah. If you make True. new faces 70 people, people aren't going to be grabbing for it. And it's yeah. not going to have the same prestige as it, as it, it has. It is. It's, it's really high pressure. And it's, I mean, I don't know. It's There's no one thing. And I keep telling That's myself true. that. Yeah. But I also, in moments like that, even though I thought it was very funny in the moment, everything that I was saying to Jeff Singer, I thought it was hilarious. There were comics watching. They thought it was hilarious. You know, I was crushing. But, um, <laughs> but then I'm like, I have the talent to get new faces and yeah. I work hard enough to get new faces. So do I do shit like that because I'm specifically scared of getting exactly what I want? No. Probably it is part of it. I don't think so. I just think you, but, get, you get frustrated, right? We all get frustrated. Yeah. We all but, get mad. You got that liquor in you too. I think there's an, an <laughs> element of self-sabotage uh, with me that I've had to face Now that's interesting. Bit. That That's all. You know what? In terms I of don't like, see if, that in Amy. Yeah, but I know myself better yeah. than you know me, yeah. Greg. But that's a, that's a very nasty now. That's an interesting <laughs> podcast, but that's also an interesting thing to delve into, whether it be a book or an article. Is that is there something that comics have uh, about like, our commitment to the craft, but also commitment to self sabotage to keep you honest and authentic or on your own path? Mm-hmm. Because. Like because like we said online, people can talk about the industry, and we feel that we're truth we're truth we're we're truth seekers, and we're also truth sayers. Yeah. And, but it's like, but at what cost? Because like we talk about Megan, Megan, Megan is like Megan, 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 Pacific, Pacific <laughs> tomato, <laughs> Megan. Uh, it's like, is that Walking Dead? She can talk shit, but also she has a book she's writing. Yeah, yeah. you can talk shit. I but I've also done Kimmel. It's like I have an award winning album. Andrew Schultz can sit there and talk wild shit, but he has an award-winning podcast. He has a number one comedy album. He has, uh, he did JFL. I mean, tape something. It's like Mm -hmm. when the shit is so high, you you know, you can already talk to crap because you already have streams of income. But if you're walking dogs or scooping ice cream or, you know, you, you feel like, okay, (laughs) I'm going to be scooping ice cream for another year. You know what I mean? And like that. So it is very weird because now that's why the great thing of the internet is the other outlet. 
Because mm-hmm. there's not too many TV spots we can get. But if you can become a voice and or you could be like have your come town or your chop or whatever yeah. and make 40 grand a month. Yeah, you might not give a crap yeah. about it because you can tour with this and all that. Because, you know, or like you, you did you did basically a set on Comedy Central. Yeah. You're in another zone. Some of those guys on the list ain't never done nothing yet. Yeah. So, you know, you and you have a great album and you're on the road a lot. You're making your coin. Yeah. You know what I mean? You. And you I'm will trying. get on TV this shit next year. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that means, I hope yeah. so. I think but the dogs are walking you. But I I mean, yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting balance. I think one of the benefits and detriments of starting comedy late because I didn't start till 30 mm-hmm. was that I also I mean, you knew me when I had these tech jobs and yeah. I just worked for like men that I hated, like just the worst of that industry, you know. And so when I got out, I was like, I'm I'm I don't ever want to work for someone I don't like again, you know, and that and I've. So I think sometimes I sabotage just to like stay out of those situations. But some of those things worked out for like when you moved to Portland, I it, it, I didn't know until you left. And I was like, what is she doing? I mean, then you went to go run the club well, right? or do the or what was it? You I did? worked in, for music venues. Yeah. They like recruited me out of my job that I was doing in SF. Right? No, take a Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got a job through them through them because they were my clients and that but I was gonna go wherever I got a job first because I looked at a few good comedy cities that were kind of mid mid level mm-hmm. or mid size and Portland was one and I just got a job there first so it just sort of worked out I mean but I went there for comedy which people thought was weird and now people are doing that shit all the time oh, you yeah. know move from Chicago to Austin move from Austin to Nashville whatever. To like make a name in a smaller, and that's why you don't know where the fuck anybody's from anymore, you yeah. know. But I, I always rep the bay. Hey, <laughs> all right. On that note, um, Amy Miller, where can people find you on social media? Uh, Twitter is just Amy Miller, Amy Miller Comedy on Instagram, and my website, amymillercomedy.com. And what's your podcast name again? Who's Your God? All right, Cassine, if, I'm sorry. Oh, if you live, when does this come out? This will come out probably like in two weeks. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Fuck that. Kasim? <laughs> what? Uh, where can people find you on social media? Oh, uh, you can find me uh, on KasimBentley.com. You can find me at Facebook. You can find me on uh, Black Planet. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on EDD. Late you can night find on me, Facebook Messenger. Like, yeah, you can find me in the DMs hollering at uh, all people in the industry. You can find me. But you can find me... Uh, yeah, just find me online. All right. Uh, this has been another episode of Black Stage. I'm Greg Edwards. You can find me on Twitter at Greg uh, the Grouch and also on Instagram at Greg Comedy. And my website is gregcomedy.com. Thanks for listening to another episode of Black Stage with Bradless and Greg. Thank you for Kasim for coming through and helping out. And thank you, Miss Amy Miller, for gracing us with your presence. Thank you, guys. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Bye.